Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we're learning, Simen Yud Aleph, the 11th letter of the Holy Letters of the Valatanya, Negeres HaKodesh, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. We are going on a deep, <coughs> fascinating journey into the beginning of enlightenment. And when we say these words, enlightenment, we actually mean something that's paradoxical. Paradoxical means that it's two opposites happening at the same time. And this is really why so every time the word enlightenment, every time, every sheer, the concepts are almost ungraspable. We can't hold on to them. Which is the paradox of this peric. The paradox of this parak is that the Alter Rebbe is bringing a person to the edge of affinity, to the edge, to the end, to the edge of affinity. Infinity means something that's unlimited, never-ending, unstoppable, incomprehensible. And he wants to give you a taste of that. And he wants to give you a taste of that all the time. Every day. Every hour. And this is something that's most magical. That if a person can realize this, if a person can realize the essence of enlightenment is that your mind and your heart and your body become a temple for God. And in order for your mind and your body and your heart to become a temple for God, they need to be completely empty. Your mind needs to be empty. Your heart needs to be empty. Your body needs to be completely empty. But there's two types of emptiness that he's talking about in this parak. There's one emptiness, which is a vanity emptiness. Vanity means that it's so full that it's completely empty. You're so full of the Chayim Basarim. Your body is so full of its coarseness, of its thickness, of its... It's so full of disease, it's so, it's so not easy, it's so full of basar, it's so fleshy, it's so sensuous that you're entirely asleep. Your life is so empty, empty of meaning, empty of everything, the flesh is completely takes you over, that you're completely asleep. Person is fully alive when he's asleep, but he's completely asleep. It's in a vegetative state. His heart's pumping, his 
mind is, 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 his brain is operating, but he's entirely asleep. If somebody, God forbid, is sitting in a hospital in a vegetative state, it's an empty life. It's the most horrifying experience you can imagine. Nebalatani is explaining that a person can live his whole life in an empty state. In an empty state meaning to be that he's going after his Chayim Basarim. He's going after his animalistic drives. And in this parak, in this simile, he's describing to you what it looks like in life where your mind is full of itself, full of the Chayim Basarim. And your heart is full of Chayim Basarim. And if you're full of that, you're anxious, you're petty, you're complaining, you're living with the past, you're living with the future, you're completely asleep to the present, you're completely missing out the vibrancy of life. You're in a state of oldness. You're state fully. You're fully grown. You're fully. You're full of emptiness. Of, you're full of. There's nothing. There's nothing to put in. You're like. You're. You're. You're like an object. You're like a vanity. You're like a like a piece of furniture. You're completely. You're immovable. You're somewhere in this past. You're trapped in the past. You're trapped in a place. It's extremely important to meditate on this. And to see the depth of what does Chaim Basarim look like. Because when you know what Chaim Basarim is, you could start to... When you reject Chaim Basarim, when you, when, you, when you eliminate it, when you dis- dissolve it, when you, when you abrogate it, when you watch it disintegrate, when you look at it very carefully, when you become aware of the insanity of the ego, when you become aware of the insanity of... Of a, of a sleep, of a life that's full of, fully asleep, you instantly wake up. And that's why it's extremely important to understand what Chaim B'Sarim looks like. Chaim B'Sarim literally means the life of the flesh. Are any of us going to be content if our heart is just pumping and our mind is just chattering and thinking the whole entire time and labeling, interpreting everything and complaining. And our hearts running after one moment of pleasure. Is anyone going to be content with such a life? Or one moment arriving and getting some type of compliment? Is that the summary of your whole life? Is that something you're going to be comfortable with? Is something going to make you happy? Is it going to be, it's going to be fulfilling? Or is that an empty life? Can you see this with your mind's eye? Can you understand what it means? If you know everything already, if you, mind, if you know the Torah, if you know everybody, if you knew, if you, everything is, if, if, your, if your containers, right, your mind and your heart, if they're already full, if your mind and heart are completely full, full of themselves, meaning to say, full of knowledge, fully arrogant, Fully, full of Chayim Basarim. Chayim Basarim means the life of the flesh. If the flesh is completely preoccupied, if your mind is completely, if everything is all to you, 
Old means from the word, the, sur, the, the, roots, the source of the root word is the adult. Everything is already grown. Everything is done. Is there any vibrancy in life? Is there anything for you to have in this world? Is there any, is there any newness that's coming to you? Is there anything that you don't know? Is there anything that you, could, that you could start to know? Is there anything that you could learn? Is there anything you could experience? If you know your spouse, if you, really, if you think you know them, not just to say I know them, but do you, if you know them, then what's the thing to know? How are you not going to fight? How are you not going to be bickering? If you know everything... How could you put yourself away and really see another person, understand another person? You see the difference between Chaim Besarim? Chaim Besarim is I know you. I know everything about you. And it's all about me and I'm highly reactive to you. And I'm trapped. What if I put my Chaim Besarim away? What if I put myself away for a minute? And now I look at my spouse. And I try to understand my spouse for my spouse. What are you thinking? What do you want? Why are you upset? Why are you angry? Isn't something infinite happening at that moment? Isn't something magical happening at that moment? Where my heart and my mind, which are completely empty, empty of self, isn't the most magical interactive experience happening at that moment? Isn't that the most awesome infinity? Isn't that the biggest miracle in the world? Where my mind and my heart became computers, became vehicles, became vessels. They became utilities. They became portals. They became applications to be able to do something infinite. To be able to do something that's not selfish. That's infinity. Godly. Isn't it true that my, me and my spouse see the world exactly the opposite? Because that's the way Hashem created the world. We didn't come, get married the way best of friends get married. When we got engaged, we saw how we were one. When we got married, we saw how we were one. But then after the Sheva Brachas, we saw how different we are. We saw how different we look at the world. We saw what means feminine and masculine, two different perspectives of the world. But if I'm masculine, can I see the beauty and the feminine contribution to the world? Can I see how blind I am without the feminine? And if I'm feminine, can I see how blind I am without the masculine? But if I'm full of myself, if I want to fill myself, if I want to, if I want to live my Chayim Basarim, will I ever be able to see how empty I am? Will I ever be able to see the gift of what I, the gift of seeing the world, the gift of compassion that's brought out between the masculine and the feminine coming together to becoming one unit? So, and a person looks at this very carefully. He looks at Chaim Basarim and he says, What does Chaim Basarim look like? 
Chaim Besarim, the life of the sensuousness of the flesh, is a tremendous trap. And it's a pr- tremendous preoccupation. And your body is in a tremendously, in a tremendously empty place. But when we say that we are demanding to have something called Yishkan Hashem, which means the light of God. The light of God doesn't mean like light, as you imagine light. It means the revelation of God. The most miraculous experience that could possibly be, which is the, the revelation of God. Is there room for your mind to be a portal of God? For your mind to be a mishkan, a place where God dwells. A mind, is, is your mind able to hold the core of your soul? Your core of you, who you are, not who you think you are, not the little name that you give yourself. Not the, the one who's complaining the whole time, the one who's reacting, the one who's very superficial, who's running after everything superficial in this world. Not the animalistic inclination that we all have. But the true you, the core of who you are, the part of you that's incomprehensible. Can that incomprehensible part of you, the chelik the part of you that's part one with God, can that be revealed in your mind? Flow through your mind? If your mind is so full with petty anxiety, could it flow through it? If your heart is running after another form of temp- uh, furniture, another form of fulfillment, another pleasure, desire that you have, will the core of your heart, the infinity that's in your heart, be able to flow with ease? If you're busy reacting, or if you're busy running after more money so you can put it to a bank account, so you could somehow have some type of security. The temporary illusion, you have to see the sanity. You have to see some, sometimes you look at this, you're doing this. You can see the insanity for a moment and you don't wake up. The person's putting away all this money for one moment in time that he's going to have some security. He doesn't even use the money. All the while because he's building on some type of one moment is going to be a rainy day, maybe he's going to need the money. And when he's going to start to live. Even he himself is so trapped in the Chaim Basarim. He's so going through so much pain. Because he's working hard day after day, running there. One day he's going to start to live. And one day he's going to start to live. And he can't see that that's a selfish life. Selfish because he's depriving himself of real life. And he's accumulating another million dollars or another hundred thousand dollars. Doesn't matter what the number is. And it's all sitting in his bank account. And he's just like every other, other, he's like all the other nations of the world. He can't see the gift of what does it mean to be godlike. What does it mean to be, to have the core of your heart be revealed. And he's accumulating more money and more money and he can't even see the insanity of squandering away a whole entire life. But the Balatani says in Perek Lamadala that a person who knows that his life is that he's a worker or he knows that his life is that he's a boss and he must and his job is to be involved in a company. And his whole day that's what his job is.
Because that's what the Ebesher wants, that a person should make a dwelling place in this world. He should go out to work and make the money. But he recognizes that the purpose of the money is that he can interact with a poor person. That all of that is worth it for one moment when you could suspend yourself, when you could be, become like God, when you can make a transformation in this world. The poor person would go on his, in his way, he would keep on going. And you would go in your way and there would be no interaction. And then something magical happens. You can meet the poor person and put yourself away and feel his pain and listen to his story and suspend yourself and understand that the gift, the interactive experience at that moment is Yishkadoy Hashem. There's an idea that at, at that moment, the core of your soul flew, flows through your mind and through your heart. And your body becomes a temple, it becomes a vehicle, a vessel for something infinite that happens at that moment. So infinite, so magical that you're unaware of it. But you change the person's destiny. You listen to his pain, you made him feel good, you put yourself away. You did the most magical thing in the world, but because it's so incomprehensible, you're unaware of it. But if you meditate on this and you see how magical it is, to make a change in a person's life. is the most godlike thing you could do. Some of the greatest, wealthiest people in the world, they get a special gift and they recognize that the highest pleasure in the world is philanthropy. The highest pleasure in the world is to be able to make a change in another person. The, most, the time that you're most similar to your God, the most your infinite of your soul comes out, is that your doymel is when you could understand another person and see the beauty and the miracle and the magic of being able to create the world, to be able to create something from nothing. And Hashem, He's creating you something from nothing. And your deepest desire is to imitate Hashem, to become one with Hashem, to be married to Hashem, to be able to do the same exact thing. And Hashem says, Ma'urachem afatarachem. So the Balatani explains in chapter 34 in Tanya, that just like He is compassionate, He gave you the ability to be compassionate. But can you be compassionate in your marriage? Can you be compassionate to your family? Can you be compassionate to another person if you're so full of becoming? If you're so full of getting one moment in time, if you're so full of, if your if you're, if you're mind and your heart are full, is there any room, if they're full of desire, is there any room at all for that to be Yishkan or Hashem? The person says, I'm learning this, I'm trying to know what means enlightenment. Even for a moment, I'm trying to understand what means enlightenment. Can you have enlightenment if your mind is full, if, if your mind is full with petty thoughts, worries, and anxieties the whole entire time? Can you have a minute of enlightenment? Or do you have to empty yourself entirely of all will? End it entirely, all of the desires. Right? The person comes and he's learning the sheer, he's learning these ideas, and he says, How could I end it? How can I end it? So many years, 
But if you recognize this point that the Balatanya is saying now is every single moment, you're a brand new person. Everything from the past is over. It's only you that hold on to it. It's only you that make a problem of it. You don't need time at all. Time is an illusion. There's no time. When the light of God is revealed in my, my body, in my mind, and in my heart, at that moment, time ceases to exist. Old, past, future, becoming, all of that doesn't exist. Because in the face of what's being created right now, the magic, the infinity of my body and my soul coming together, God being revealed in my body in the face of that, there's no time at all because God has no time. Hashem is beyond time. It's not something you could grasp with your mind. Your mind, your ego will never be able to, the ego can't exist in that space. We watched the video where father and mother come to the Lubavitcher and they start talking about their child. And the child's beating up the sister and unhappy with themselves. And they're going on and on describing what this child is doing and how he's not a happy person, we don't know what to do. And the Rebbe asks the, family, the parents, is the kid in an institution, in, in, in a regular school? Yes, he's in a regular school. He's a regular class? Yes, he's in a regular class. Does he have friends? Yes, he has friends. He has play dates, the mother tells the Rebbe. And the Rebbe asks, how old is the child? Oh, he's only eight years old. Eight years, only eight years old? And by mere conversation, the Rebbe showed the parents. And he says, if you ask me, all the issues will settle by themselves by themselves. And he was saying, in other words, you're making the problem. How many times do we do this? Your child does something wrong, you say, it's a bad child. It's a bad child. The child has katnas and has a small, immature mind. Of course they get upset. But when a child says, I hate you, you're going to make a big deal about that? The second later, they're going to love you because they don't hold on. There's no accumulation. But it's the adults that hold on to everything. And they get into a fight with somebody, you're holding on for 40 years because you still remember what happened to Sheva Brach. You're still married with the in-laws. You still remember what this thing that they did. You don't make a big deal about the good. You don't make a big deal the same exact way. But you hold on to the, the death, the oldness. And you say, I know this guy. Oh, you're talking about him? I know him. You know him? By one moment in time, that's the ego. That's the trap. That's stopping from having Yishkin Hashem. To know the person, you can never know nothing. You, you know anything, but you're in a state of complaining, of problem making. The problem is not the problem. It's never the pain. It's what you do with the pain. What your mind does, the trap of your mind. So if your mind is full of something. Here there was two parents. They were talking to the Rebbe and the Rebbe was showing them. Your child has no problems at all. Your child is just a regular healthy child. He gets upset. Don't make an issue out of it. If you make an issue, if you label the child now, he's going to be labeled for the rest of his life. Who's going to label him? Who's going to make the problem? The parents. With their own mind, with their own heart, with their own aspirations of some type of nachas. But if you just ignore it, if you just see the infinity of a soul, if you put yourself away, that's magical. And this is what Al-Tadab is explaining over here in this parak. It's extremely important to meditate in this because he explains that it demands tremendous meditation. This tremendous, tremendous work. Not work that you think like the rest of the Tanya to struggle. Work that you have to just be aware of the insanity of the ego. Be aware of, 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 of how your heart and your, your mind want to be full of emptiness. But not an emptiness that's going to allow for Yishkin Hashem. 
An emptiness that's devoid of purpose. That's petty. But if you suspend yourself, if you put your ego away, if you recognize that you know nothing, then you could be at that moment a portal, you could be an opening, you could be a vessel, you could, your busser, your, 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 your mind and your heart could accept Hashem. You could watch the miracles. And this is what the Balatanya is saying, he says this in Perek Hay in Shaykh of Amunah, that the Yishkun Er Hashem, the, 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 the light of God in this world, is the miracles that Sadiqim do, is the miracles of the Holy Torah. Can that miracle happen in your life? Can it happen in your life if you're so full of becoming? Can the Torah change your life if you're so, if you know everything? Can you, if you're busy accumulating wealth, if you're busy, if your whole health, wealth, and children, if all of that is all for a moment in your life, are you not going to run after millions of dollars to put in a bank account to waste all of this? Can't you see the insanity of that? But to be able to take all of that money and to be able to give it and make a change in a person's life, to be able to listen to another person, to put yourself away, to be able to see your spouse, to be able to have, watch your mind and your heart that the revelation of God should happen at this moment in my mind, in my heart. Can you do it? Can you put everything away and then watch the infinity happen? Can you look at another person and truly hear them? Truly listen to them? Then time stands still. Then there's no anxiety. Then there's no hopes. Then you're alive that moment. Then you're fully alive. Then there's no time. Then there's no hope for one day in the future. You could do it right now. And once you do it even for one moment, that moment you're fully alive. At that moment, Yishkinah Hashem happens. The light of God, God, the infinity of God, the incomprehensible is revealed. But you have to end entirely the past. You have to end all your knowledge. You have to end all your wills, all your attachments. Become completely empty. Become completely open, completely silent. Become completely aware of your surroundings. Become highly sensitive, highly vibrant, highly attentive. Laskil Chabina means the light, one understanding means highly enlightened. How can you become enlightened? You have to be completely empty in order for the light of your consciousness to flow through you, the light of your consciousness to throw you through, through your heart. You can't be full of self if you want to know another person. You have to use yourself to discover the other person entirely, to put your whole energy to hear them, to change them, to see what you could do for them. And when you're involved in that, that's, it. that's a magical experience. In the face of that, there's no pain, there's no suffering, there's no hopes, there's no becoming, there's no desire. That itself is the purpose of everything. When you'll one time in your life look at a poor person and say, this is the purpose of my life, that's when you have the beginning of the enlightenment. When you one time could listen to your spouse, complain and put yourself in the shoes and understand where they're coming from, that's the purpose of your life. That means you're living. That means this Yishkin Hashem. That means the infinity of your soul is flowing through you. And it's the recognition of that magic that will compel you to make it real in your life. And the way you're able to do it, says the Balatanya, is for recognizing that Hashem is creating you brand new, something from nothing. And if you're a brand new person, then everybody around you is brand new. And there's no accumulation, there's no holding on from the past. And if there's no holding on from the past, you meet everything with tremendous vibrancy. You're so empty because you want to receive. And what do you receive? You receive the flowing infinity of consciousness of your soul, of the Abishter. And that's the most magical experience of all. It's uncontainable. And this is what Al-Tareb is trying to bring you to the edge of infinity, to, be, to see what that looks like. And in the face of that, to realize that everything disintegrates.